Hey, this is Sam. Hey, this is Noor. Oh, actually, no, hold on. But one last thing. It's like there's just this energy that's around them. Hey, guys, this is Sam. Hey, what's up? This is Noor. And we're here to talk about Stranger Things Season 4, Episode 9. Wow, what a season that was. Uh, where do you want to start? Let's do let's do a recap. I feel like we need a recap after all these um, <laughs> hour-long episodes. All right, recap. So we're taken to both Hawkins and California in this sense. We see Ellen Will trying to fit in in California. Things aren't going so well there. Mike, Lucas, and Dustin seem to be on a different route in Hawkins. Uh, Lucas has separated from the group this season. <laughs> He's on the basketball team, whereas Dustin and Mike have joined the Hellfire Club, and that's where we see Eddie Munson. Oh, and Max has unfortunately taken a bit of a turn this season. She's sort of cut off a little bit from the group. We see her playing that song a lot, that famous Kate Bush song. <laughs> Can I just say, I honestly did not like Eddie the first two episodes. I thought he was rather annoying. Really? I didn't... Honestly, I I didn't really get that, to be honest. I could see his persona. No, actually, I liked him in the first episode because I liked him with Chrissy. That interaction in the forest, I thought, was really cute. You get to see a different side of him there. Absolutely. I agree. I I think that was probably my turning point when he was with Chrissy. And I was like, oh, wait, I think I might like this trope. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, Chrissy did not make it past episode one. One. What I think you introduce a character. She's beautiful, cheerleader, and you automatically assume – She's not going to be the nicest person, but she was such a sweetheart after you saw their interaction in the forest again with her and Eddie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the bones cracking is still... When I watched that the first time, that was that was intense. Just a side note, I've watched this season already twice, so... <laughs> That's how much I love this season. Very fair. So after we see them going their separate paths, the two groups, well, except for Lucas, they seem to reconvene for March break. So so Mike flies down for March break. He goes to California for March break to be reunited with Elle and Will, which is great. However, Mike starts to learn that Elle hasn't been completely truthful in her letters. So... I thought that interaction was interesting. I feel really bad for Will this season. Once again, Will seems to be getting the short end of the stick. He's obviously going through something nobody's seeing to notice or pay attention. And did you catch, I didn't catch this the first time, when they were at the roller rink, one of the jerks who was recording Elle in the center, the date was March 22nd, and that's actually Will's birthday. And I did not hear one person, not his yeah. brother, not anyone wish him a happy birthday. Oh, yeah. I I saw that. I think I saw that on Twitter, actually, because I wasn't paying attention. I remember, I remember seeing that, and someone was saying that it was actually supposed to be his birthday, but I don't know if the Duffer brothers genuinely forgot to put that in or if that was on purpose. Yeah, you can never tell. I don't know what the thought process is with that one. But okay, so they're at this moment now. And then unfortunately, Elle has a breakdown. The cops get involved because of what happened with Angela at the roller rink. And then she gets taken back to... What was the facility called again? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember that. Well, taken back to the facility with Papa. Oh, and Russia. 
And yes, how <laughs> can we forget about Russia? Oh In my God, Russia. Hopper. Hopper coming back was one of the greatest. I, I was so ready for that. And he's looking fine as hell. <laughs> I'm sure Joyce thinks so too. <laughs> Whatever he was doing in Russia was chef's kiss because when he took that shirt off in episode nine, I really sat there and said, Joyce, you lucky bitch. Whatever he was doing in Russia, you mean like starved and getting tortured? Oh, wasn't he like eating maggots or something? <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> what, you want to incorporate that in a diet routine? Uh, episode nine. Yeah, what that? What a what an intense episode. I honestly felt long, but also not long enough. I agree. I don't... I don't love it, but I don't hate it. It was one of those where obviously I can speak on behalf of a lot of fans about Eddie. Oh, that was God. so Dustin. To, Dustin Dusty having to buns. witness Dusty Buns having to witness that was painful for me. Oh. And oh, Lucas, Lucas's react. Well, first of all, okay, obviously Max. Um, mm-hmm. don't know really really know what's going on there, but yeah. his reaction to Max when he had yelled Erica help that broke my heart. Yeah, did you know that was improvised? That was improvised. Yeah. Well, another line that was actually improvised was when Eddie and Steve were in the van with Rob. Oh, my God. Well, didn't he say, um, don't you don't big you boy? Big. And Steve's face, he was so confused because it wasn't scripted. But I love that. I love when actors and actresses are able to have fun. They can just juice in their own lines. It mm-hmm. makes it a little funny. Absolutely. And I feel like you can't even notice. And that's just how professional they are. It's just, it's so incredible how they're so smooth with it that you, like, you have to find out later on twitter or Mm -hmm. instagram that they're actually improvised so it was it was pretty cool and just shout out to uh sadie sink and caleb mclaughlin it's incredible acting this season and honestly round of applause to them both because wow even um joseph quinn who played eddie munson phenomenal uh metallica actually the group on facebook shared the clip of him playing the song from I can't, sorry, I can't remember the song, but when he was on the trailer, which I thought that was really cool. Speaking, I know you had mentioned before of not noticing something. It took me to the scene with Will and Mike in the van with Jonathan and Argyle oh when gosh. Will was trying to pour his heart out to Mike, explaining using L as reference. But obviously, I think he was talking about himself. And when he had turned his head and was <laughs> crying, how did Mike not <laughs> notice Honestly, I think he was too focused on that bowl cut that Will oh has. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think Jonathan, it, it was so cool to kind of see three types of um, views on this. Like, I have a feeling that Mike knows. I feel like he knows. And maybe that's why he's just kind of being really distant with Will. Because, you know, even when I think you mentioned this before, when Will was meeting with uh, him, with Mike at the airport with Elle, and he was going in for a hug. And then Mike just, what did he do? Shake his hand or give him a pat? Well, it was one of those where one looked like they were going in for a hug. The other one kind of looked like they were going for a handshake. So it just, it looked a little bit awkward. But even in one of the previous seasons, when Will and Mike get into a heated argument and Mike shoots back at Will saying, it's not my fault you don't like girls. They both, after that comment was said, they kind of had a pause and looked at each other. So it makes me wonder, yeah, does Mike know of something that the rest of the boys don't because i don't think lucas or dustin see or think anything i think dustin is too busy trying to you know save the world and lucas is a little bit too busy trying to be cool with jason um 
you kind of know when someone likes you. I don't know if that's just me. It's like there's just this energy that's around them that makes you feel like, okay, like I feel like there's more to it than just a friendship. And I feel like maybe that's why Mike is just, you know, being distant with Will. But we can get to the predictions a little later. We're, we're going to start off with the theories first. Yes, theories. I've been panning some online, actually. The f- number one one that I'm seeing everywhere has to do, and I think you might know what I'm talking about when I say this, Karen's poster. Oh, yeah. She was the only poster that had the Creel house versus her own house in it, which everyone was wondering, what does this mean? How is she connected to the Creel house? So people are thinking, is she related to one? They think that she might have been the sister Mm. that they thought died, but actually survived because I don't know how else she would be connected to it. That makes a lot of sense. You know what? I was actually thinking of them introducing Victor Creel and like him just not dying. Like he's still in that prison. So I wonder if he's going to maybe pull up at se- during season five. And maybe that's why there's Karen. Unless Karen is connected to that Creel house because either Vecna took over Holly because they were really panning on Holly this season. like. And I don't know if that was done on purpose or not, because quite a few times you just pan even just her playing with either drawings or that lighting board of the bunny. I don't know if that was done intentionally, but... Mm-hmm. Which is which is so interesting because it's either maybe Mike is in there or Nancy's in there. And so I wonder if maybe she gets trapped in there and they either have to save her or she has to save somebody. Because I think throughout the seasons, like from season one up until season five, she's been probably side by side with Joyce in terms of screen time. Her role is going to be pretty big in season five. And we're just kind of not seeing that at the moment, but it's kind of creeping into it. That would be cool to see because I know before episode episode eight and nine were released people were thinking that karen was going to do something to help save nancy when she was stuck but obviously that didn't happen uh other people are thinking that will and vecna are connected and i think that was evident in the last episode when he said that he could feel Mm -hmm. vecna and he was getting the Mm -hmm. tingles down his neck but i just don't know how they're exactly connected which is going to be really interesting to see in season five. And I wonder, I, I think I read this somewhere. I think it might have been on TikTok, but someone mentioned, oh, maybe he's going to be like a Harry Potter and Voldemort type of situation where Vecna somehow is through the mind flare because it was in Will at one point, um, controlling Will's mind. So I wonder if that's kind of how they're going to connect it. There's no other way that Will would know that Vecna is alive because he, he said he's badly hurt. But I remember what he thinks, I remember how he feels, and I remember what he wants to do. And it's it's insane how he knows all like that kind of knowledge the way that Harry Potter did with Voldemort. That's a great point. So in some of the videos that I've been seeing, people believe that Will in the end scene of season uh sorry, of episode 9 that his nose was bleeding. I screenshot that last part. I tried zooming in. I don't see it. I think it was a shadow, but it would be a really cool idea if he did have a little bit of a nosebleed to show that he has some connection to all this a little more than what we think interesting take i think you did send me that picture actually you messaged me that (laughs) screenshot and i remember seeing that and going like oh but i feel like it's just the shadow yeah could be so the next theory i was thinking about was uh max's body i don't know i have hopes that she will come through with through the next season i'm really crossing my fingers on that one because it looks like when Elle tried to go into her mind nothing was there but it could be that her soul is somehow still trapped with vecna she could still be out there 
when Lucas was saying that the doctors mentioned that she was actually presumed dead for about a minute and then she came back and that was a miracle, the way Mike and Will just kind of peeked towards Elle, yeah. they knew she was involved with something and it makes me wonder how much of an ability she has to help heal people. Mm-hmm. I feel like they underestimate Eleven and I think Eleven underestimates herself and how capable she is. And I think they're going to explore that in season five. Remember when one was like, you have to reach to that emotion to really access that power. And he reaches to anger, Mm -hmm. right? And she reaches through love. So I wonder from whatever sadness that she was going through when Max died, that she somehow started her heart again. Max is brain dead. And most likely that when she does wake up, she's she's going to be blind. I, I don't think she's going to have any vision. Speaking of the power of love, that little pep talk that Mike gave Elle was so sweet. When he finally said over and over again that he loved her and he explained why he wasn't saying it earlier. The saddest thing I found from that moment, though was when he said, my life started that day we found you. Because Will is standing right there. So you're basically saying, my life started when Will disappeared. Oh my God. And you know what's just so funny about that scene? I don't know if it's just me, but I'm I'm sitting here going like, Vecna's really taking his sweet ass time trying to kill Max. Because... I'm, I'm all for Mike confessing his love to Eleven, but that took a solid five minutes. Vecna was just waiting for Mike to finish his speech. Oh like Kanye West with Taylor Swift and just, I'm gonna let you finish, but. Oh my God. <laughs> On to our last theory. This is regarding Eddie. Given how he was attacked by those creepy looking bats, people believe that he will make a comeback, but as a vampire. Um, I swear, Joseph Quinn, the actor who plays Eddie Munson, I don't, I don't know if he's coming back. So, I mean, I love him. I loved his character. I loved Eddie. Oh my goodness. Throughout the episodes, after episode one and two, I kind of started falling in love with him as we all did. And when he died, I was blubbering like a baby. And when he was choking and he was like, I love you, man. I, I don't know how I feel about Eddie coming back. I would love it, but how are they going to play this, um, Eddie as a vampire? situation i have no idea that would be interesting to see part of the reason why i want him to come back is because i felt so bad for eddie's uncle when dusty buns broke the news and the way he was crying the way he was even putting up the missing poster uh which i wanted to add in one of the earlier seasons when will went missing jonathan put up a missing poster and he was wearing a denim jacket and a brown shirt when eddie's uncle was putting up the missing poster he is also wearing a denim jacket and a brown shirt interesting easter egg right so i wonder does that even mean anything is that relevant are the duffer brothers just throwing things out there i don't know no i feel like they're smart enough to throw easter eggs like that i i feel like there's probably something there that we don't know but can i just say why was dustin the only one that was mourning eddie munson's death where was the reaction of Steve when Eddie died? Where was the reaction of Robin and everyone else? See, but then these are all the things we didn't get to see because it was two days later. And it goes back to the of the four kills for this season because I don't even know if you would count Max as one because technically she's 
still... I don't know if you count her as a kill, to be honest. No, I think he did count her as a kill. Why? Because when Eleven was searching for her... Because you got to remember, Eleven brought back her body. Mm. She started her body, but she didn't guarantee that she would bring her mentally, like, her soul back. That's so true. Because she died for two... Over one minute, he said. And so when she spun that Coca-Cola bottle on the floor and she couldn't find her, she was screaming for Max's name. I think that Vecna has her, but I just... I. I feel like they're going to try to attempt to save her again in season five. But when she comes back this time, it's not going to be 100% her. I feel like she's going to be blind or somewhat disabled. I think you're right about that. Unfortunately, as sad as it would be, I think you're right about that. I hope Nancy makes a kick-ass comeback because her with a shotgun was the coolest thing for me. That whole scene with her, Vecna, Robin, Steve, I was just blown away. I loved the way they filmed that. I loved the shots of Nancy. Phenomenal. Absolutely agree with that. Even even the music that they played with that, they mixed Running Up the Hill by Kate Bush with their theme song. And I just thought that it was really cool how they kind of put all that together you know they did have three years after all to do all that now speaking of nancy a big topic around her is who we want her to be with her or who do we see her being with going forward okay pause do you see her with a jonathan or steve this is a very detrimental question sam so you have to answer wisely. See, it's I, I have a slight preference towards Steve because I just don't appreciate that Jonathan just lied to her. And he lied to her again because she asked him when they were boarding up the windows if he heard back anything from the colleges and he said no. I agree. Team Steve forever. I love Jonathan, but Steve is just, you know, big boy. You know, he's just such a beautiful, he's, I feel like he's just grown. I like the way his character arc was. He was this kind of player, scared. Um, he wasn't a jackass or anything, but he was just scared. And he was just this teen who just wanted to have a girlfriend and have fun. And then he just kind of grew into this sort of dad to these kids. Yeah. And he's like out here risking his life, just fighting bats. But again, who came in to rescue him from that? From that? It was Nancy's Nancy. idea because the other ones were just chilling in the boat. She went down and then the rest of them went down after. So if it wasn't for her initiating it, he would have been gone. Oh, another theory that I actually just thought of in the first season when nancy and steve were together do you remember during the christmas uh christmas party mm -hmm. or rather like christmas day when nancy gave the camera to jonathan and steve was the one that actually bought it i think and when they sat down and then steve was like are you okay and then nancy had that same face that she gave to jonathan this season and she was like yeah, like we're good. Then when Jonathan asked her the same question after she's been hanging around Steve, if maybe that's kind of her way of, you know, or maybe that's the Duffer brothers way of saying, hey, there, we're planning on something. A hundred percent. I would see that because that was a very good idea, actually, if they had done it that way. Although I do want to say for another prediction, I think one of them is going to die, either Jonathan or Steve. Don't say that. Don't put that out there, please. <laughs> no, seriously. I think because here's the thing. I love Steve to death, but I think the way that they portrayed him season four, where he was talking about his future and that she was there. And I feel like he hit his peak. Like that's his peak. Oh, no. 
Do you know what I mean? And that's what I think. She won't either be able to make that decision or her end game is Jonathan because Steve is no longer there. Do you know what I mean? You're not wrong. I just hope that that doesn't happen because oh, I think everyone would like to see everyone whose team, Steve and Nancy at least, would like to see them live out that loving family fantasy. Otherwise, I don't know if that's what they would plan on on doing. There's been an argument going around on TikTok between Team Steve or Team Jonathan. Lots of people are saying that Steve is just a shitty guy because he's insinuating that her dream is supposed to be his dream, which I think is total bullshit because he didn't even say anything. He just said, you know, this is my dream. Might I add that she said that sounds nice in the RV while he was driving and he never said that I don't want you to live out your dream or say anything of that sort. He was just saying his dream, just like she would have said her dream. He didn't say anything to stop that. And then the other side of TikTok is arguing that Jonathan is actually the better guy for her because the reason why he's lying is because he wants her to live her dream and not be held back by him. I think a part of him lying is because he feels that Joyce and Will needs him and he can't afford, I guess, mentally to leave them. I feel like he's guilt, like he feels the guilt of leaving. I don't think it's fair to hate on Steve, though, in that case, because no one's saying that he and Nancy have to get married and start this family life right away. If they give each other enough space to do their own thing and then eventually they want to settle down, have kids, that's great. And that doesn't mean Nancy has to stop fulfilling her dreams, doing what she wants to do. As long as they organize it in a way where they both achieve and they both get what they want, I'm all here for Nancy and Steve. Agreed. A lot of people would say that none of them is a better option for her, that she just needs to be a lone wolf. But it's like, you can still be an independent go-getter and still have romance in your life. But maybe she does need to be a bit of a lone wolf for a bit because I think she needs to barrel down her feelings and decide, okay, Steve, Jonathan, none. Because it's not fair to be with one and then still kind of think about have feelings for the other. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that's that like going back, I think maybe that's what they might be leading into season five, like having this love triangle. Maybe one of them is going to die and she's going to feel like she can't go with either one of them or rather with whoever is left behind. So if Steve dies, I don't think she's going to want to be with Jonathan. I feel like she'll be too traumatized and be like, hey, I can't be with anyone right now. I need to be alone. I don't know. I don't think either Jonathan or Steve is going to survive season five, unfortunately. I don't want that to happen. I love Steve. Jonathan can be taken by Vecna, but... I hope that none of them even get taken by Vecna because Will and Joyce have already been through so much. They need Jonathan I just, I would rather not. The only person who I wasn't sad about this season was Jason. Oh, girl. I think we can all agree on that. Oh, when his ribs got the gates of hell opened yeah, and he just he got just like lying. separated in half. <laughs> because Max could have been okay if it weren't for him. If they had let Lucas do what he needed to do, put the headphones in, I think he could have brought her back the same way that she was before. But because Jason had to come in, ruin it pull start pulling a gun out and step on her uh what is it what do you call those things the walkman uh, yeah walkman. yeah step on the walkman that whole thing was ruined and the other basketball player who literally just tackles erica in a park that is crazy yeah that was insane it's like a 200 pound man tackling a 
90 pound young girl. Although I gotta say, Erica is starting to get to be on the top of my list because her comebacks are insane. And she's just incredible. Incredible actress as well. Who do you see dying this season or next season? I don't want to answer because I don't want anyone to die. That's the hard part. I don't know who it would have to be. I don't want it to be any of the kids. So no one from the group. I don't want it to be Jonathan, Steve, even Robin. I would not want it to be Robin either. Oh, I love Robin. Oh my gosh, that last shot with um Vicky and Robin and all you see is like Steve looking like a single mom folding the laundry. <laughs> And just staring at his like kid, just finding love. I thought that was hilarious and just very Steve. I think so. And I hope Robin caught on to when Vicky said the same type of line Robin said in the beginning, where when I'm around this person, it feels like my brain is moving so fast and my heart, or sorry, my words are moving faster than my head. They both had that same line, except Vicky actually said it to Robin's face, whereas Robin said it to Steve. So I think that's an indication that Vicky feels the same way. I totally agree. And I think Vicky's going to play a bigger role as well in season five. I think I think they're going to get into a relationship and I think that's when Robin is going to spill the beans on this whole Hell and Vecna situation. Oh, another thing that I um remembered. I saw that the Duffer brothers actually said that they're going to put the same people, like the same teams that were together in season 1 are going to go back to that team in season 5. So Nancy, Steve and Jonathan as one and then the kids back together including Eleven without max okay because you know max is fighting for her life at the moment joyce and hopper with murray again i think they're i think they're trying to do something here and i just it's going to be very interesting to see next season i wonder if enzo will join them too i wonder if he'll start being more part of the group which by the way i hope to god they do not hurt enzo or murray they're both great in their own ways (laughs) if you were a game of thrones fan you would know that enzo is the faceless man and he's just been a day one since Game of Thrones. So I just wanted to throw that in there if you were a Game of Thrones fan. Oh, actually, no, hold on. But one last thing. Did you hear about Doja Cat's shout out to Joseph Quinn? Oh my God, yeah. That was- I was laughing so hard and Noah Schnapp actually duetted it and he's was sharing the DM that he had with <laughs> Doja. So hopefully, maybe you might see a Doja and Joseph together. Oh, and one last prediction. I think it's actually going around that this series started with will and i think it's going to end with will and i think what they're gonna do is they're gonna kill a main character in season five otherwise i don't i feel like it would just be too soft for the duffer brothers i it would be really harsh of them if they killed off will though because he has been through the ringer and back so to just end it there i i see what you mean the starting and ending Mm -hmm. i just don't think it would be a very cool thing to do that's fair. They said that season five is going to be focused fully on Will. I hope that he is able to open up about his sexuality, but I, I don't know how that's going to play out because I think they're trying to be as accurate as possible in nineteen in the 1980s. And I don't know how accepting it was back then, at least in the States. I think it was starting to become more widely accepted because there were a lot of pop artists, people in the media there. Okay, I, I don't want to say a lot. There were people who were out there. It just depends on, I guess, the area. I don't know how accepting California 
Hawkins, a town like Hawkins would be specifically. Right now, I think season four is at the top of the charts with Mm -hmm. Stranger Things. I guess we will close off on there. We will see you guys next week. Let us know about your theories. We want to hear about what you think. Do you think that Will and Beckner are connected? Is Karen maybe having a bigger role than we know next season? Let us know. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram at Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Take care.